Hello and welcome. Greetings and salutations. It's me, your host, Michael Anthony Judasissi, for another episode of All Things Billy, the podcast, or the YouTube cast, or the whatever cast. I don't, I don't know what you'd call it when you take a podcast and put it on YouTube, but it's probably the same thing. Thanks for joining me today. I'm gearing up for a big week next week of interviews. Got some really, really cool guests coming at you next week, including David Turk, the uh, author of Here Lies Billy the Kid, and a historian for the U.S. Marshals Service. And uh, if you think Here Lies Billy the Kid is about Billy's grave, it is, but not in the way that you think. It doesn't really have to do all that much with the history of the grave, but it has to do with uh, a pretty significant uh, court case in 1960 to 62, where Lincoln, New Mexico, Lincoln County and Lincoln specifically, tried to get the remains of Billy the Kid exhumed from Fort Sumner and brought to Lincoln and given what they said would be a proper uh, burial with much fanfare, etc. And uh, the story is kind of fascinating. And some of the participants are equally as tantalizing. So uh, we'll have uh, David... Next week, a couple other really good guests, authors, genealogists. It's going to be cool. But today, today I want to take you on a tour of old Fort Sumner. Not new Fort Sumner. You can go on a tour there yourself. Just get in your car and drive. And the intersection of 84 and 60, I think. If you come down from I-40 in Santa Rosa, you'll go about 42 miles on 84, I think it's 84 South, and then you'll arrive, go slow, you'll get a ticket, uh, then you'll arrive on the main street in Fort Sumner. Dave's Grocery will be on your left. David Bailey owns that, former mayor of Fort Sumner. Make a left turn, you'll go through town, you'll pass the Allsup's, get yourself a bean burrito or whatever it is that you need. Uh, a little further, you'll go past the Billy the Kid Museum, uh, the... Uh, you know, the one and only. There used to be two. And then uh, as you head out of town, you'll see Billy the Kid Drive and you'll make a right head south and go about three and a half miles and you'll arrive at the uh, what used to be the Bolin Museum and now is the Chamber of Commerce office directly adjacent to the famous Old Post Cemetery. Um, but if you walk through... Um, the Bosque Redondo monument, there's not a, there's nothing left of old Fort Sumner. You would have to completely imagine what was there because there's nothing there. It was disassembled. The building's taken down uh, at the behest of the New England Land and Cattle Company. They basically said to the Maxwells, hey, this isn't your land anymore. Get these buildings out of here. And the buildings were dismantled. Some of the stuff was used for other projects, other buildings, uh, and so there's nothing. There's your imagination. Now, there's there's some outbuildings and markers, and there's a little guided tour. Don't get me wrong, but if you want to go see all old Fort Sumner, the way it was in the days of uh, El Chivato, you, you got to do it in your mind. So we're going to do it in your mind today. And I'm going to tell you what I, the vision I have for old Fort Sumner or new Fort Sumner. I'd love to see it turn into something 
like we're going to talk about today. But what got me thinking about this was a line from my new film, actor Scott Abels portraying Ike Clanton in my new movie, 30 Seconds in Hell. And Ike is, uh, he's got a little aside there, kind of a, a, a monologue where he's, He's thinking back to the gunfight, and he's thinking back to everything that changed since the Earps came to town. And so I'm going to play you this line. I want to kill them. I want to kill every last one of them. I want to see the streets run red with their blood. I want to make their wives widows. I want to make their sons bastards. I want Tombstone the way I want it. I want Tombstone back the way it was. Good job, Scotty. Yeah, it's a pretty intense scene. I think that's my favorite scene of the film or my favorite, uh, you know, little passage of the film. And uh, I thought about it and I thought, I don't want to see the streets run <laughs> red with anybody's blood, but I want Fort Sumner back the way I want it. I want it the way it used to be. I want to be able to go walk around and see all the sights that Joe Grant and John Chisholm and Pete Maxwell and Billy the Kid and Tom Fowler. I want to see everything that they saw. And unless somebody rebuilds it, I don't think that's going to happen. So we're going to go deep inside the recesses of your mind today, and we're going to see if we can make it happen a little bit. So I found this great map. Um, it's called Billy the Kid's Old Fort Sumner. And it's a pretty cool concept. Uh, it's it's really poor resolution, the photo. I couldn't find an original, better picture of it, but but essentially it lays the old fort map over the exact same area where it was and, and includes what's there today. So it's kind of like a new old type thing. Here's a real building and here's a, you know, here's where the old buildings were. If you've been to Fort Sumner and been down to Billy's grave and walked through the monument, you you don't really have a sense of what it was like. But Fort Sumner seemed like a pretty cool town. Like Lincoln today is a cool town. It, there's, uh, you know, coffee shops, there's gift shops, there's the museums, there's a, a brewery. Uh, I mean, it, it's like a, a pretty neat place. I'm sure it was back in 1880 as well. Fort Sumner seemed like that. Like it was this little jewel of the plains where people would go, cowboys, outlaws, uh, women of the night, families. I mean, uh, all kind of people would would kind of congregate there because there wasn't much else around. And it seemed like a place that you'd probably want to visit if you could. And uh, in Lincoln, incidentally, I don't know if you've noticed, but over the last year, Lincoln has become way less commercial. Annie's Little Sure Shot Cafe, where we recorded the uh, Drew Gomber interview across from the courthouse. Well, Annie's original location was way down at the east end of town, and it was a much bigger 
building and she had a store. She had the coffee shop in the back and then she had a gift shop with all kind of, uh, you know, uh, artwork and books and clothing. It was, gosh, one, two, three, I think it was three rooms, maybe four rooms worth of stuff. Well, she moved out of there. I think that house is now back to being a residence. The uh, Aerosmith store, after however many years, uh, no longer there, lost their lease. There's not another retail store there. There might be uh, in next year. I don't know, but that could go back into you know a private circulation, I guess. I'm not even sure that Casa de Patron, or as you might know at the Patron house where Martin and Lily Teebs frequented, um, I'm not even sure that that's a B&B anymore. I know it was up for sale and sold. I think it might be an art gallery, but I don't know that they actually take in visitors anymore. So for whatever reason, Lincoln has become less commercial, but Fort Sumner is not commercial at all. There's nothing to buy, you know, when you go down there. So as I look at this map, if you've been there, you can probably envision this. If you haven't, I'll try to paint a picture for you. You drive three and a half miles south off of Route 60, and you're in, you're, as the crow flies, you're probably about six miles from, from New Fort Sumner. In other words, they moved north, and then they moved west. And there's still homes that run along the uh, Billy the Kid Drive, or Billy the Kid Road, I'm sorry. There's homes on either side. There's farms. Um, it looks like the many of the homes have been there for a long, long time. Families are probably well entrenched in the history of Fort Sumner. And then you come to the intersection of Billy the Kid Road, heading south, and 212, which is probably a county road, County Road 212, which heads to the east. And as soon as you pass 212, there's a parking gravel parking lot, and then there's a building. Uh, I think it's called Slump Block. That's what I call it. It's not Adobe. It kind of looks like bigger adobe bricks, but they don't melt in the rain. And that is the old Bolin Museum. Uh, closed up years ago, and then uh, the uh, finally the Chamber of Commerce took it over. I'm sure the city bought it. Chamber of Commerce took it over, renovated the inside. Really nice, beautiful in there now. And then in the back, there's an addition that I think is going to be kind of an overflow museum from the state monument. So a big gravel parking lot right in front of you. You pull into the right, and you'll see if you look directly, you know, across the front of the building, there's a gate that's open 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. I was going to say a week. That's a long week, but I've had some that felt like that. Um, and that is the gate to the cemetery. At where Billy's grave is or isn't, depending on what you believe or what you know. So uh, you, uh, you're you there, and that's city land. Uh, that's kind of it as far as the city land goes, because anything that's to the east of that, towards where the old fort was, is the state, and that's the uh, Bosque Redondo Monument. Uh, but there are uh, two, there's an access gate and then, no, there's two access gates for, that will lead you to a gravel path inside the monument. So you'd actually just kind of walked a little bit out of the parking lot and you could either go through the gate if it's open or, you know, climb underneath if it's not, I guess. And that would put you on the monument grounds. I think the monument's open. It's not open every day. 
maybe Wednesday through Sunday or something like that. Okay. Now, uh, as you walked along that gravel path, if you had left your car behind and were heading directly east, and by going east, you would be heading directly toward the old Maxwell house. It's about a quarter of a mile walk. On your right-hand side, you'll see a drainage irrigation ditch, an acequia. That uh, is used by farmers to water their crops. That was not there a relative, I mean, almost 100% certain in that dead straight line uh, back in... 1881. In fact, where the uh, where the drainage ditch is or the irrigation ditch actually cuts right through the fort building, so it it couldn't have been there in that exact form. It cuts through some of the uh, the company quarters and uh, would go right through the peach orchard too, and would cut you off from a couple of the buildings. So that is a fairly recent addition historically. So the old fort didn't exactly sit facing north. Some maps show it facing due north as if it lined up right with the road. It doesn't, didn't, according to this map. It kind of pointed northwest. And so about a third of the fort grounds are on the north side of Road 212. And right now, if you look, you'll see farmland and some houses, you know, set back in the trees. Uh, but that's where you'd actually have to cross the road in order to get to where the Indian Hospital and the Quartermaster's Department were. Okay, And the Indian Hospital, pretty uh, uh, pretty important historically because, well, we'll get to that. All right, so you're walking back along this dirt road and the, the drainage ditches on your right, and you go past the commissary, and you would, which is not there, and then you would come across the company quarters where the enlisted men would be. And what what you will see now is there's somebody rebuilt a foundation uh, out of, I think it's out of Adobe, of one of the buildings. It's a U-shaped building. And so it's only, I mean, it's probably three foot high, maybe, um, maybe four foot, just to show you where the buildings were. So one of those exists, and there's a little visitor center right near there. I think there's restrooms there as well. If you walk over to that, you've walked probably 50 to 100 foot off of the path that would take you back to uh, where the Maxwell house was. But you keep walking back and then you'd hit uh, the edge of where the peach orchard touched the fort. And then just to your south would be the officer's quarters and one of which was the Maxwell house, not the coffee the Pete Maxwell House. And interestingly enough, the if you look at this map, it, it really gives you good detail of where the Pecos River is, but also where the Pecos River was. Rivers tend to change course over time, and the Pecos did that. And you'll see that uh, there's, a, there's kind of a drop-off, and then there's a, a dry riverbed where the river used to be. So if you walk back to the marker that says Billy the Kid killed here by Pat Garrett, you'll be standing there just a few feet from this embankment that drops off into a kind of a lush, uh, you know, all, all sorts of trees and, and shrubs and bushes because that was the plain on which the Pecos River flowed at one point. Not during the history of uh, Billy the Kid, but afterwards. 
And so uh, if you look at where that embankment is, there would be water there. Well, you see that the back corner, let's call it the southeast corner, sort of, of the Maxwell House would have been, uh, you know, would have been, uh, the water would have been running under it. And Beaver Smith Saloon, along the uh, this other stre- the southern stretch of buildings and and the number of uh, probably Hargrove Saloon too, all those places would have been wiped out when the river came through. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, six and a third buildings, and then part of the prison that would just be gone when the river came calling. Some of those buildings probably did get knocked down, but many of them, most of them were dismantled. So you had that row of officers' quarters. So if you go down there today and you see that marker and says, Billy the Kid killed here, if Billy the Kid was killed in Maxwell's bedroom, pretty close, pretty close. I don't think anybody can say, you know, to the exact uh, uh, longitude and latitude, but it's actually pretty close to where the front of Maxwell's house would be which is what we're told happened, that the kid walked across that porch and into Pete's, uh, into Pete's room, backed into the room. And so if Maxwell's house was left standing and it didn't collapse, it would still be up on that flat ground. Inside the, the, this U-shaped area on the left side are the officers' quarters, the right side are the enlisted men's quarters, and then the south side are uh, various buildings. Um, Inside there is the parade ground. That's where the soldiers would muster and uh, probably, I don't know, I don't don't know if they did a lot of, you know, PT, calisthenics and stuff like that. Maybe they did, I don't know. Uh, But uh, that would be that. And then just to the north, you'd be able to look out upon the peach orchard which would have run really across the the entire kind of northern edge of Old Fort Sumner. And as you're walking down today along that path and you see the irrigation ditch, and when you're about halfway between the parking lot and the Billy's death marker, if you look across the road at the farm, on the other side of the road was where the Indian Hospital was. That was important because the Indian Hospital was where uh, Garrett and his men were on the 23rd. When it, my gosh, I wish I, I hope they have that right. December 23rd uh, or 20th. And uh, Billy, uh, Folliard, Bowdry, Rudabaugh, you know, they probably all uh, were riding into Sumner, basically into a trap, but they rode into Sumner. Uh, Garrett and his men were in the Indian hospital. They got word that uh, there were horse, uh, you know, Guys on horse coming. Garrett said, none but the men we want are riding at this time of night. They filed out. The guys ride up to the Indian hospital, and Garrett shouts, throw up your hands. Folliard goes for his gun, and they shoot him. His horse uh, bolts off toward the peach orchard a little bit and uh, and eventually comes trotting back, and Folliard says, I'm killed. Don't shoot. And as I said, if, he, if he'd known the agony he was going to be in for 45 minutes, he probably would have said, gosh, put one between my eyes. Like, like let's get this over with. Um, so famous building, but every single one of those buildings gone. I wonder, I do wonder if there's any underneath that, that farmland. Is there anything left of the foundation of the Indian Hospital? 
Uh, if you're at the uh, marker where Billy was supposedly killed, I'm just I'm I'm leaving this open for everybody's interpretation, right? So what whatever happened, uh, if you were to walk across or along the bank or the embankment now, right? If you could follow it, and I think there's a fence in the way, but you probably could work your way along there. Uh, just before you got to the the actual uh, Bosque Redondo monument, right? The the state monument and the circular road just before you got there. And that's just still a pretty good walk. I'd say it's a quarter of a mile. You would come upon where the quartermaster's corral and attached to that was the carpenter's and blacksmith shop. Carpenter's shop, why was that important? Well, that's where, according to Poe, that's where Billy's body was released to so that he could be cleaned up, laid out on a bench in the carpenter shop. You remember this bench, right? Famous bench. Steve Cedarwall found. They gathered some DNA from it in two, two different DNA strains mixed together. That carpenter shop's a pretty good walk. I'm going to say it's, if it's not a quarter of a mile, it's pretty close. So they carried poor Billy's body that quarter of a mile. And think about this. Uh, This is something that Steve Cedarwall brought up. If there's blood flowing over the edge of the, the carpenter's bench and down the leg, which is where they found it, that's from a heart that's still beating. Think about that. If your heart stops beating, you have no more blood pressure. You know, yeah, you'll have a little blood leaking from the wound, but you're not going to have a torrent of blood, you know, gushing out of the body, over the shoulder, onto the table and down the leg and probably onto the floor. That takes blood pressure. And when you are dead and have no more heartbeat, you also have no blood pressure. So what happened? That carpenter shop... You can go stand in the spot today. There's nothing there but dirt, probably. But that carpenter shop had a bench, if it's the right bench, that had two different types of blood that had been on the table and run down the leg. Now, sure, that could have been standard operating procedure. Hey, Joe Grant just got shot in the head or whatever by Billy Bonnie or in the chin. Uh, Haul him over to the carpenter shop. Uh, You know, uh, Sally Smith just uh, fell off a horse and died. Take her over to the carpenter shop. Uh, I I mean, maybe that could have been. I don't know. I wasn't there. But if that wasn't standard practice and that's where they brought Billy Bonnie's body, how was his blood all the way down the leg if he was already dead? Garrett said, you know, we rolled the body over and unmistakably with a Knife in his left hand and a colt in his right was Billy Bonney. And he was dead. Hit him just above, I think it's above, just above the heart. And think about the, the you carry him a quarter of a mile. I mean, all right, you can walk a quarter of a mile in four minutes. If you're, you know, if you're moving along. So we'll say five minutes. And then if there's a couple people carrying him, maybe it's six minutes. Or seven, I don't know. 
How long does it take? Does anybody want to test it out carrying a body? A quarter of a mile. If you can do this, find a track by your house, carry a body. Um, I <laughs> carry a live person or a dummy. Well, a live person could be a dummy, but you know what I mean. And then time it and tell me how long it takes. Make that person about five foot eight, about a hundred and I don't know, 35, 40, 50 pounds, something like that. And then just tell me how long it takes. Thank you. Email it to Billy the Kid Rides Again at gmail.com or tweet it. <laughs> tweet it <laughs> to me at BTK Rides on Twitter. Okay. But if they're carrying this body for like six or seven minutes and the heart's still beating and there's blood, you know, still kind of gushing from the wound or, or, or pumping out of that, that bullet wound near the heart, how, how much blood does the guy have left? to still come out when they lay him on the carpenter's bench. So, the old the map of old Fort Sumner gives us some clues that maybe, yet again, Pat Garrett wasn't telling the truth. Maybe Billy was not dead. It had to be painful carry. Like, if you're not dead and you're, you know, you're, you're, you're dying and somebody's carrying you and jostling you and it's not like it's a paved walkway... You know, you're walking over bumps and rocks and gopher holes. And every time your body jerks, that bullet hits, you know, ticks whatever else is in there. It's got to be brutal. And then you get to the carpenter shop, maybe, I don't know. I mean, you'd go to the commissary or the Indian hospital. So I would assume that they figured he was dead. But if not, that's got to be just a brutal walk to get over there. And then still on the table, still being alive, blood still flowing down. I think it's a, I think it's a, a big challenge to assume that that's Billy's blood. That there's two separate sets of blood means something. That, that this was used for this purpose more than once. So it could have been Billy's. But it could have been two other guys that were shot or stabbed at different times and bled out on the bench, and then Billy could have been dead and carried down there and didn't bleed at all, and it's not his blood. But if you want to find out, you got to go get that DNA, you got to pull it apart, and then you got to type it, right? Figure out where that person's from, how old they were, etc. But interestingly, when you look at the map, you can start to develop some clues about what happened. So um, I don't know exactly where the store was where... Billy got his new suit. And uh, the the story, or one of the stories, is that Garrett didn't actually buy Billy a new suit. He only said he did. And they took one of Pete Maxwell's shirts and or coats and put it on Billy. And they had three big brass pins that would have held that coat on. You know, they would have pinned it in the back so it fit better and he looked more presentable for his burial. I think brass... I think brass would last. Don't you? I know Cedarwall found some brass shell casings uh, over at Blackwater Draw. Morton and Baker were killed. And that would that would predate even, you know, 1881. That would have been 78. So those brass pins, if that's true, they're somewhere in the ground there in, in the cemetery. Anybody find them? Did anybody come across a brass pin that worked its way up from six feet under? In any event, uh, so the wake is held 
I'm assuming at the carpenter shop. That's got to be where it is. They're on the table. They've cleaned them up. Uh, the river is right there. So, you know, you've you got to get a bucket of water. I guess you go down to the river and, you know, you kind of wash the blood away and you wash and comb his hair. You dress him in the suit that Garrett bought or didn't in Fort Sumner Suits R Us. And then the next morning you're going to walk from the uh, carpenter shop up to the cemetery. Now, you've made about half of the trip to get from uh, uh, Maxwell's house to the carpenter shop. You've, you've gone about halfway to the cemetery, so it's another quarter of a mile. And this time, he, you know, Billy's in a coffin, or Barlow, or a side of beef, or a box of rocks, or a saddle, or whatever. Something's in a coffin. So you probably you have four pallbearers. And now it's a lot easier to carry than the body of a man who might not even yet be dead. I was wrong, by the way. Uh, when I said it was uh, six or seven buildings that would have been washed away, uh, the Sutler store, and then there's some various outbuildings, those also, those are down even where the river is today. The river runs through there, so it would have been one, two, three, four, five, six... Six and a half, seven, eight, nine, nine buildings that would have been washed away by that river changing course or would, you know, would have been significantly damaged so they had to be taken down. And that, you know, nine buildings is, is roughly a third of old Fort Sumner. So the river does what it wants and you don't get, uh, you don't get a lot of chance to, <laughs> to have any say in it. Okay. All right. So the next morning, then they take... Billy's body to the cemetery. Now, is the cemetery in the exact same spot? Is it the same size? Is it the same shape? You know, all those things. Uh, you know, I my answer is I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the honest truth is I really, I don't know. There was a fence and then there was a wall and then the wall came down and then there was another fence and, another, and today there's a wall, uh, you know, a stucco wall. So I don't know. Don't have a clue. I know that the old Fort Sumner Museum building wasn't there. That's certainly not. Nor was the shed, you know, the storage shed behind it. Those weren't there. But they would have had a walk, I'm guessing, about an eighth of a mile. So if my... Math is correct. Eight on five is four. Was that 400? No, it's more than that. Gosh, I should have. Eight on five. Four, 4,500? No. Oh, come on, Michael. You're smarter than this. You're really not, but people seem to want to think you are. Uh, it, about, it would be about 550 feet, 600 feet at the outside, 700 feet. Anyway, somewhere around there, you'd carry that body and you'd go to the cemetery. They would dig a hole. They'd, uh, you know, have a mass uh, or a service. They'd put the put the box in the ground next to Folliard and Bowdry, and then they would cover it up. They uh, uh, there was a post pulled out of uh, one of the stables, the corral, maybe the quartermaster's corral. They pulled a, uh, a picket out of the fence, cut it, you know, in, into two pieces and made a cross and put, you know, Billy the Kid, 1881. And that would be that. And then you'd walk back 
And you'd resume life as you did in those days. I mean, even as you do in these days. People would be sad, sure. Some people would be upset. Garrett probably got the hell out of Sumner with his deputies, uh, you know, as early as possible. And then you'd just go on about life. You couldn't, there's no reanimation. There's no revivatol that you shoot into somebody's brain and bring him back to life. There's no pet cemetery. Uh, sometimes dead is better. Yeah, that, there's none of that. You just go on with life. And you go back to living in the, in the fort. But Fort Sumner would not uh, last long after Billy the Kid. By 1884, the New England Cattle Company had come in, bought it, and then served notice Get these buildings out of here. So what would my vision be? Well, I've been to the cemetery more times than I can count. Uh, you know, quite a number of times. From my house, about a three... It's a three-hour tour. A three-hour tour. It's about a three-hour drive from my house in Albuquerque. I've filmed down there my first... Feature film, in their own words, Billy the Kid and the Lincoln County War. We filmed uh, in the the uh, chamber building. Uh, we filmed in the back in that room. There was a kind of an old library bookcase, and there were some artifacts and such. Uh, and we filmed right out near the grave. And um, I've taken a lot of pictures for my... Uh, book promotion there and I've just I've just gone there. I mean there's times I've just gone there and just kind of sit there and commune with nature. Uh, but there's not a lot left. No, that's bullshit. There's not anything left to lure or draw Billy the Kid fan in. Now the Bosque Redondo monument is very important and you know just documents a horrific part of our past, the long walk, you know, of uh the Navajo people that were forced to, you know, to march all the way there to this internment. So I'm not suggesting that that's, there's nothing there. There's just nothing there to educate you about Billy the Kid. Here's what I'd like to see happen. I would like the state and the city to get together. Actually, you know what? I want them to rebuild the whole thing. I want it all. And of course, you got to buy that, annex that private land that's been a farm forever, and you got to replant the peach orchard, and you, you got to fill in that embankment where the river came up because you got to, you know, and in fact, one of the buildings you got to build over where the river is now. So, yeah, it's a pretty big job, and maybe you got to put it somewhere else, but I want the whole thing rebuilt. Lincoln is cool. Like, walk through Lincoln, and you can. You can imagine those those days. The 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 the, 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 the I can't say it. The McSween house isn't even there anymore. But the spot where it was is, and you can imagine. You can walk in the spot where the backyard was, and where these guys had to run across this, you know, this this distance, which was lit by the flames, and run down the embankment into the Benito, and and you know, run up to safety. You can do it. You can be right there. The Tunstall store is there and the, you know, you can stand where the corral was and look over it and see Brady coming down the street with his deputies and you can be one of the regulators and say, hey, this is it. This is what we've decided is the best course of action and we're going to kill Brady, whether I agree with that or not.
You can go to the Patron house and see where Billy was serenaded by the village's minstrels. While he was in prison for the first time at the behest of Governor Ben-Hur, I mean Governor Lou Wallace. You can do all these things. In Fort Sumner, you can do none of them. I want to go to Beaver Smith's saloon and, and order up a butterbeer. <laughs> I think that's a Harry Potter thing. I've never read a Harry Potter book. I've never seen a movie. I just was in Universal Studios and I saw them in the, the theme park and I saw them advertising butterbeer. I don't even know what it is. But I want to go in Beaver Smith's saloon and get a plate of nachos and Billy's famous red chili. Like, it's, you know, whatever it might be. Billy's chili. <laughs> I'll have a bowl of Billy Chili, please. Extra hot. Thanks, toots. <laughs> I want that. I want to go in Bob Hargrove's saloon. I want to see where Joe Grant sat. I want to be able to walk through this, the final steps of the kid. I want to walk across that porch in Maxwell's house. I want to back into the room and go, KNS, KNS. And then some little kid, he goes, it's me, jerk. Get out of my way, old man. I want to see it all. And on July 14th, I want there to be a reenactment in the real building, not the real, the rebuilt buildings of Fort Sumner. And I want them to take you step by step through it. I want Garrett to be out in the peach orchard and I want Billy and his woman, you know, doing their thing out there. And then I want, you know, them to hop the wall. I want Garrett and his men to be, I want to see it all. I want to see them carry Billy's body to the carpenter shop. By the way, Garrett never said that. Garrett said, oh, no, we watched over the body all night in that room. And the coroner's inquest convened over the body in Maxwell's bedroom. How did that happen? If they didn't get there till the next morning and they'd already held awake and cleaned and dressed him. Ah, minor technicality. Don't worry about it. And then I want them to carry the, you know, fake Billy, you know, modern day non-dead Billy to the carpenter shop i want to show the bench i want to light some candles for him i want the women to wail no women are going to wail when i'm gone like there's not going to be any wailing <laughs> but they did i think when billy was gone and then i want them you know that morning to carry the you know the coffin to the like i want the whole experience rebuild it all i'm gonna do it now how much is it gonna cost well that's why <laughs> that's why it might take a while I estimate if you're going to rebuild all this, and some of these buildings just need to be shells. It's kind of like a movie set. Like on a movie set, if you go in an old West Town, there's only a few of the buildings that actually have interiors. The rest are just false fronts or shells. So maybe between five and ten million bucks. So if you've got that, give me a call. Or email at billythekidridesagain at gmail.com. But yeah, give me a, you know, connect with me here and we'll rebuild it. Getting the state to move on something like this would be, would, would require an act of God. Whoever God's father is, like super God, that's what it would require to get the state of New Mexico to move on something like this. I think the village of Fort Sumner would be down for it. But they own such a small part of the land, there's just not enough there. But, but that's what I want. But here's what I would settle for. Here's what I would settle for. I would settle for just the key buildings rebuilt on the spot where they were, or very close to. The Maxwell House. You could rebuild the Maxwell House 
I asked somebody about this, probably for 150 to 200 grand. And all you would finish would be the bedroom. Everything else would just be a shell. And in, in those days, it, there was no second level on there. So it was just the, just the bottom, uh, just the bottom level. So, um, you could just finish out the bedroom. 150 to 200 grand for the Maxwell house. I think you should rebuild the carpenter's shop. I think you could replant some peach trees just north of the Maxwell house. Um, you'd probably have enough room. And, and the, the peach orchard really kind of sat right on that street, right on 212. And then went, you know, went north back into the farmland. But yeah, you could, you could have a little facsimile of a peach orchard, an orchardette. And uh, yeah, I want the carpenter shop so I can see, you know, kind of Billy's final journey. And then we've got the cemetery. I want some reenactors there. I do want a gift shop, not some cheesy, shitty gifts like, you know, Billy the Kid, you know, uh, Colt lighter. You know, you pull the trigger and it lights your cigarette. I don't want that. But I want good books. I want maps. You know, I want some like high quality T-shirts, hats, you know, like, like I, I want, I want a gift shop that's got good stuff there that you would actually want to spend your money on. Not a, you know, uh, I carry Billy's body magnet for your refrigerator. I don't want that. And that's kind of all I want. Walk the final steps or not of the kid. If you want, you can put a wall there which would be behind it. So there's something called the Avenue, and that's that would have been the old back, the road behind the Maxwell House. Uh, according to Brushy, again, if memory serves me correct, he approached that house from behind, and that's where he fought this gun battle with Garrett, Poe, and McKinney, where he was hit three times, and he flipped over that wall. And he must have been pulled by a Mexican woman into it couldn't have been the officer's quarters it had to be one of the buildings adjacent to beaver smith's like the smaller homes so he would have been pulled south and into one of these homes and if you're miller nothing happened on july 14th other than you were laid up in some building somewhere with uh isadora nursing you back to health so you could make your way to Las Vegas and get married. Isn't that cool? Because people get married in Las Vegas today. A different Las Vegas. I hope they got the, what, like when John and Isadora Miller, I hope they got the free buffet and the honeymoon suite and, uh, you know, $50 in free match slot play. Like they deserve that after all they'd gone through. But that's what I want from old Fort Sumner. I've talked to uh, my buddy, Gerald Klein, city councilor, and he said, yeah, you know, money's available for these things, but the state's hard to work with. But man, can't the state of New Mexico say, hey, you know what, Michael, you're not that smart of a guy, but this is a pretty good idea. It's not my idea, by the way. Cedarwall gave it to me. So I give him full credit. It's just me who's talking about it. But I think it would be spectacular. I think it would be the tourist attraction where people would come and stay. Right now, you go to the grave, you take a look, you take a few pictures, you look around, then you leave. And you leave Fort Sumner. 
if you've got you got the Billy the Kid Museum there, if you've got like a day's worth of activities you can do on site, you can see living history reenactments, you can see, you know, talks, you can see a movie on like if you can go and stay there, then you gotta you know, you spend enough time, you gotta stay overnight. And then the hotel is booked. And if you stay overnight, guess what? You gotta eat the next morning. People get hungry. Don't go cut yourself a steak at midnight in Fort Sumner if you haven't gotten the clue. It's dangerous. Wait till the next morning and go uh, go to Allsup's and get one of their breakfast burritos or something, or Dairyland or somewhere else. But but this would give a, enough stuff for people to stay and enrich the economy. And it would be for historians, for people that are you know uh, aficionados of Billy. It would be something cool, something that's never been seen, never been done. None of us ever saw. Old Fort Sumner in our lifetimes. If you're 140-something years old, you still would have been an infant when it was <laughs> when it was knocked down. So, nobody. But we could see it again. We could. We could live that whole dang thing. We just got to get the state to act. So, there is your tour of old Fort, Billy the Kid's old Fort Sumner. Very cool map. If you want to find it, well, good luck. I, I just do a search for Billy the Kid's old Fort Sumner map. It's on Facebook. It's in some group. It's really a tiny thing. I've got it blown up here, so it's kind of hard to read. And the legend for the map, because there's, a, there's uh, 13 numbered sites, not all of them are named. So... You can't exactly tell what number two, three, and four are. I figured out number three from reading the comments that that's Beaver Smith's Saloon, which was on the far eastern edge of the prison complex. I don't know what two and four are. I'm not sure what five is. I know one is the Maxwell House, six is the Peach Orchard, seven is the Quartermaster's Department, eight is the Indian Hospital. Uh, carpenters. Yeah, so there's a few of them. I don't know what they are, but they must be something if they've got numbers next to them. But check it out. Uh, tell me what you think. And if you've been or are going to Fort Sumner, print the map out and take it with you. That's cool. Now you can really start to see like where it was and what it looked like back in the day. And you can stand in those spots. March carrier. <laughs> Bring a 150-pound person with you, sling him over your shoulder, and carry him from Billy's death marker all the way over to the carpenter shop. Time it and tell me how long it took you, please. We should have a race. Now, that's in bad taste. But still, we should have a race to see who could get there first and see how long it takes. Anyway, that's enough nonsense from me for today. Hope you enjoyed our little tour of Old Fort Sumner. Uh, contact your state legislators and tell them to uh, front us 5 to $10 million. We'll rebuild the Old Fort. We'll increase tourism. Um, and uh, we will uh, uh, have the final resting place of Billy the Kid or the site of his greatest escape rebuilt, remastered, reimagined, and ready for you. On that note, thanks for joining me on All Things Billy. I'll see you next time. Take care. Are you a fan of Westerns? Well, I've got a great new one for you called 30 Seconds in Hell.
It's my newest film, and it brings back to life from the grave the gunfighters of the OK Corral. They tell their story directly to you. They get one more chance to get it right, or one more chance to fight it out all over again. Brought back from the grave by saloon keeper Destiny and her henchman Sorum, they're all here. Ike, Doc, Wyatt, Ringo, and more. You can stream 30 Seconds in Hell on Vimeo. Just go to vimeo.com and search for 30 Seconds in Hell, and you can watch it this weekend. And let me know what you think. Spend a little time with my new film, and then spend 30 seconds in hell. Stand or we're gonna see on the other